Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I I need a prayer request. I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is Is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church, and we are live. This is a live broadcast. I know yesterday we had an encore presentation Uh, for a variety of different reasons, but we're back today. And we are a live broadcast here on Grace FM uh, every day of the week, Monday through Friday, unless there is a notice at the beginning that says Encore Presentation. Uh, There are times when we do need to play an Encore, uh, which is a previous episode that was pre-recorded that you can listen to all those episodes on our podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, we have a Calvary Live podcast. We actually have quite a few podcasts that we deliver uh, through the ministry here. Uh, You go to our podcast page at calvaryco.church if you want to subscribe to any of them from our weekly teachings to Calvary Live to uh, my leadership broad uh, podcast that I'm ramping up for a new season here very, very soon. Uh, Appreciate your patience and all that, but uh, we are a live broadcast. Unless you're listening on Truth FM or Hope FM or Refuge FM, or many of the other stations you might hear us, you're hearing us one week delayed on those stations. And that's how we deliver the program. And it works really good. While the show's on the air, you can call and we'll answer, and you'll get a live answer right on the phone. Uh, But on the radio, it airs one week delayed, which is kind of cool because you can then listen to yourself the following week. You can tune in and go, oh, that was the program I was on the air. And you can listen to it on the radio like you like you normally would. So give us a call, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Of course, we have a dedicated text line. It is also a dedicated prayer line that you can use 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The staff and the prayer team here at Calvary Church pray over those uh, together. Uh, well, at different various times. We don't necessarily get together for them, but they get sent out uh, to our team. And we would love to hear uh, you have a prayer request. During the show, of course, it is dedicated to taking your questions. Three, and then the number to text is 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. Great news. I saw in my email box. Great, great news. Uh, our license as radio station were renewed uh, that's our first renewal that we've gone through. So a special thanks to our team, Pastor Joshua, Kevin, uh, our attorneys. Attorneys are wonderful people trained in exactly what we need to navigate and through this world. And so thank you guys uh, for our attorneys. I know you're not listening because you're in Washington, D.C., but thank you guys for all your hard work. Thank you for getting all the paperwork in order. Kevin, Joshua overseeing the station. Um, we're renewed and uh, that's always encouraging. Uh, so we have the privilege of keeping Grace FM on the air. And we'll do our part. You do your part. And one of the things you can do is support us financially. 
And I would encourage you to do just that. Go to gracefm.com and click on the donate button. Well, let me see if it says donate. I haven't been there recently. Uh, You can click the donate button. That's what it is right there on the top. Uh, Set up recurring giving, ongoing giving, uh, lives. I mean, I'm telling you, lives are changed. And of course, if you're on another station, uh, listening to this on another station, donate to your local Christian radio. That's that's where we're we want local Christian radio supported uh, because local Christian radio is not run by a corporation, not run by a radio company. Uh, it's run basically by a church uh, with extremely limited staff and extremely limited resources. However, however, the Lord uh, says. Uh, that well, really, the the truth that we've been taught and it's affirmed in the scriptures is that uh, where God guides, He provides. So we always have enough uh, of what God has for us. And we've been saving a little bit. We've got some projects we want uh, to get done here very soon uh, here at Grace FM. And I know, I mean, I, I know you guys listening on Truth FM um, support the ministry. Uh, if this. Uh, state station has been a blessing to you because I know uh, we are always encouraged. Not support us financially and send us your feedback. You know, let us know what the Lord's doing in your life. Let us know how God used a Bible study or God, how God used one of the teachers or how God used one of the songs. Um, we would love to hear it. So if you're here in the Denver metro area, eighty nine point seven, all the way up into Cheyenne, Wyoming, down into Castle Rock, uh, down south into Colorado Springs. Shout out to everyone down there, 101.7, uh, and looking uh, in uh, some ways that we can boost the signal down there. So pray for us uh, that we want to make it a little bit more clearer down there. Uh, and I look forward to hearing one of the things that we want to do to test it uh, within the boundaries of our license. Uh, so I'm looking forward to hearing any feedback on that when you hear the station become stronger. But of course, one more prayer request, and we're waiting for your call. So give me a call, 303 303- Six nine zero three thousand lines are wide open. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. But one of the one of the things that uh, we're wanting to do is buy one more station, and I'm just convinced that the station's going to be in Colorado Springs, and it's going to be strong enough and high enough that it's going to hit the prisons down in Canyon City, and that way we only have to have two stations. Uh, so p- would you join us and pray with us on that? Uh, here in Colorado, would you join us financially? Because you know we're going to have to p- buy that station, and um, who knows how the Lord wants to do it? But I think He does. It's been on our heart for a long time, and I, I think it's it's been born by Him. Uh, uh, we don't want to just reach our area, uh, but we want to reach beyond, especially those that are in jail. Here's a text that came in. I'm struggling with illness, and it forced me to quit my job. Please pray for me for my health. So, Father, I pray, God, for this uh, this person that had to quit their job because of illness. Uh, if it wasn't bad enough, God, being sick and not feeling well, but now not being able to, to um, <clears throat> not being able to work, uh, I pray that you would bring healing and strength into them, and enough where they can go back to work, Lord, and and they can go back to a place of of strength and not just weakness. In Jesus' name, Amen. We had a couple of um, deaths in our church recently. Um, we've had a lot of deaths and funerals that we've been catching up on uh, because of COVID and stuff. But I want to pray for the Mantelli family. 
Uh, and I also want to pray for the Martin family. Uh, and and I know we even have a memorial this weekend. Uh, let me look it up here. Uh, we have a memorial this weekend for a um, for a family, for the Weatherspoon family. Um, so I want to pray for them right now. Father, I pray for the Weatherspoon family and the Mantelli family, the Arnts, uh, the Martins, uh, and everyone connected with them um, just in this time of deep grief and sorrow. And, and, and each, each, you know, with the Mantellis, there was a battle with cancer, six years. Um, and so I just pray for Lucille and Erica and, and the girls and everyone involved, Lord. And, and I know with Martins, it was a battle with ALS, just a, such a nasty disease. Both of those diseases, just so nasty. Um, and I just pray God that you would, uh, strengthen them in light of, of all that they're facing. Um, and the Weatherspoons, Lord, and, and just know Tammy and Angela and Roosevelt Jr., um, we just pray God for that memorial this Friday, that there would be a sweetness as a life is, is celebrated. Um, and thank you for the privilege as pastors and as a team at working for a church, God, that we are able to be sensitive, um, um, sensitive to the reality of, uh, such a, a difficult time in people's lives. And I thank you for the privilege in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. I know that even though these three memorial services are prominent with us as a church, I know they're not the only one grieving. I know they're not the only one struggling. So I just want to acknowledge that in your life right now. Those of you that are going through pain, you know, I've been traveling the country uh, as doors open uh, sharing a message. I shared it here at our church, of course, um, but sharing a message on how God never wastes a trial. Uh, and I just got back from Southern California uh, just last week. I taught last Sunday uh, at a Calvary Chapel in Whittier. And with that Bible study, I'm also taking my latest book with me, uh, God's Help for the Troubled Heart. And um there's a great need for a resource like this. We, we completely sold out of all the books. Sometimes we have to send boxes back home, uh, but we didn't send anything back home. Every single book was purchased. Um, even, even after with, you know, with, um, COVID and the limited, it's still very limited how many people are coming back, um, to church, but you know, there's such opposition and warfare surrounding this little book, just nonsense, just absolute nonsense. But, um, it is what it is, you know, the warfare, but I, I could see why, because God wants to encourage you. He wants to strengthen you. He, he wants to get your eyes back on him. He wants you to know that he loves you and that p pain and problems are a part of all of our lives, believer and unbeliever alike. Pain is often the bridge that God uses for us to connect with other people. And, and I mean, listen, listen to this, listen to this. And we got, I got an open line here. We're going to get to the phone lines in a minute, but I just feel like I need to uh, share this with you from the New Living Translation. Just listen, listen, listen. This is your pain. God wants to use this in your life. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles, listen, so that we can comfort others when they are troubled. We are able to give them the same comfort that God has given us. And this is the bridge. 
I know COVID's been hard. I know restrictions have been hard. I know the political environment's been hard. And we can either choose to complain about it, we can choose to shake a fist at it, or we can take our shared pain with others and build a bridge for the gospel into people's lives. We can comfort other people by the comfort that we have received. That's God's will for your life. And so I've been sharing this message, and and I mean, the pain, I mean, I we didn't plan it this way. Um, you know, the book was born out of the grief of the loss of my son, Eddie, back in 2013. And that's how it started, right? And and then after a couple of years, I shared a message with our church. I shared a series with our church that just kind of was a relief valve for all the pain we were feeling as the church was grieving with me, uh, at least those that stuck around. And 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 then and then there was the idea from Cassandra and others: let's make this a book. And uh, and, and then it took forever to get it done. <laughs> That's just how things go. Um, but it wasn't forever, was it? It was the perfect timing of God perfect timing of God. Uh, so you could pick up a pick up a copy uh, at calvaryco.store, calvaryco.store. Um, you could pick up a copy there and uh, all, and, and you know, even if, if, even if it wasn't that way, all the net proceeds of the sales through Calvary CO, all the paperback sales uh, go to our, go to missionaries. Um, even if they didn't, you know, I recommend books all the time. I don't know what they do with the proceeds, but even if they use them and they use them for their own life and their own ministry. I'm okay with that. Um, but for us, we chose on this book uh, to actually all the books sold through the bookstore here at Calvary to um, give all the proceeds to the missionaries. Um, so, you know, you don't need to worry about all the resources go. You're going to be encouraged. You're, you give it as a gift. You're going to be encouraged. Uh, and um, I was surprised, quite frankly, I, I am surprised by that that all the books sold that day. Um, you know, it's a humbling thing to know that God would use our pain to comfort others, but He does, and we just need to cooperate with Him and let the warfare be what it is. Uh, we'll trust in the Lord. All right, full lines. I'm glad you called me. Let's go up to Brighton, Colorado. Judah's on the phone. Judah, welcome to the program. Hey, good afternoon. You're on the air. Um, so, good afternoon. I was calling good with afternoon. a question about First Samuel. I believe it's right around chapter seven or eight. Um, and forgive me for not remembering the names perfectly, but there's okay. And mm-hmm. he's got two sons that are uh, they're sons that are wicked in the eyes of the Lord. And uh-huh. if I remember correctly. The Lord curses that priest and his family, and I think one of the things he says is that no no sacrifice or offering will ever lift this off of you. Uh, I'm paraphrasing poorly, but my question was, what about Jesus' work on the cross? Would that sacrifice have applied to them, or would it not? Well, people were people were saved in the old covenant um, very much the way that they're saved in the new covenant, and that is uh, by faith through or by grace through faith. Um, the relationship with God, of course, in the old covenant was by s- sacrificial atonement, repetitively 
every year on the Day of Atonement, looking forward to the coming of Messiah. And now looking backwards in the New Covenant, we look back toward the cross because the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world has come. And we too on this side of the cross are saved by grace through faith, right? God is the one alone who's the author and finisher of faith. Uh, He's the author and finisher of our salvation. So when it comes to a relationship that we read of in the Old Testament, I'm kind of looking, are you talking? You you broke up a little bit. Are you talking about Eli's sons? Yes. Um, and I'm trying to look to see if the wording was there for a curse. I don't. Let me um, let me just while I'm talking see if I can find something here. Uh, but the reality of what we're reading about in God responding to the wickedness of the sons of Eli is God. God can sovereignly bring about judgment on anyone at any time for any reason that, you know, he's sovereign. He's, he can do what he wants, um, uh, anytime he wants to. So in here, he is responding according to verse 12, um, of first Samuel two, uh, the sons of Eli were corrupt. They did not know God, uh, and the priest custom and they were stealing from them and, and doing all kinds of things. They, um, they would come and take away. They would have uh, sexual relations at the temple. Uh, and it says in verse 17 um, that the sin of the young men was very great before the Lord for the men aboard the offering of the Lord. Uh, and so the response to the their not having a relationship with God, not living under the covenant of God, not living in obedience to God, was that their lives would be separate from God. Like God is announcing to them uh, that they have, he's going to give them what they want. Um, it would be very similar today um, uh, in the new covenant. A person lives in rebellion to God. You know, they they live in a pastor's home, perhaps. They say they're following God. They say they love God, but they live a rebellious, disobedient uh, life. Whether God sa- says it out loud or he does it at the at the great white throne, he's going to give them what they request. Um, you know, even... Even as he says here in verse uh, 30 of chapter 2, Indeed, your house is a house of your father would walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, Far be it from me, for those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me will be lightly esteemed. So the days are coming that I will cut your arm off and the arm of your father's house, that there will not be an old man in your house. Uh, And he gives them the desires of your of of their heart and he says this sign to you will that will come upon your two sons Hophni and Phineas that they will die both of them uh and that's exactly what happened and and so it was a response uh it, since we're we're dealing in hypotheticals because this didn't happen that way but if they repented would they have experienced um the 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 grace of God? I, I think so. Um, but but there's an indication even in the New Covenant that a person can be beyond repentance. In the New Covenant, it's called um, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And I believe these guys were beyond repentance. And one reason why is they there's it's never recorded that they did. Yeah, and I think you, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head for my question, because I, I was listening to my audio Bible, so I didn't catch every word per se. Yes. And you really touched on it when you said uh, 
they didn't know God. And we know under the New Covenant that Jesus says, you know, if you don't know me, I don't know you. So um, that totally answers my question. Um, This is probably where you were. This is probably where you were in your reading in verse 13 of chapter 3. It says, For I have told him, Eli, that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity that he knows, because his sons made themselves vile, and he did not restrain them. Now therefore I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. Um, And... And so there is a judgment that's announced. Like, like I think there's another aspect to think of this here. Um, rather than rather than going into the realm of hypothetical, if we step back and go, wait a minute, God is the God who knows all things, and so He announces in time in the house of Eli what He would announce at the Great White Throne Judgment in the future. He's telling you right now, look, these guys aren't going to repent, and and therefore I'm judging them right now because I know more about it than you do. Got it. Got it. Wonderful. Um, great answer. Thank you very much. No, great. I'm glad that even when, when you're listening, you're picking up on good things. So I, that's a really good thing that uh, that you're doing. Awesome. Well, hey, I really appreciate your time and a uh, great afternoon. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye. 303 is the number. Back to Denver, Colorado. Katie's on line two. Katie, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi, Pastor Ed. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, my question has to do with being unequally yoked. Um, okay. My daughter, she's like 26, and um, she made a, sta- uh, I mean, a profession of faith way back when she was maybe 13 or 14. Yes. And uh, she was baptized, and but then she's gone to on to live a totally different life than as a Christian, and um, um, she's kind of reluctant to listen to anything I have to say <laughs> about the Bible yeah. and about the Lord, yeah. and uh, you know she doesn't roll her eyes, but she almost gets close, you know. And um, yes, she's wanting to get married to a, a young man that she's in love with and he his family she he says that his family's catholic but he doesn't have he doesn't go to church he doesn't have any religion and um they're planning on getting married this summer okay and i'm kind of like oh i mean I, you know i want to be supportive of her Yes. But she's already made some mistakes. You know, she yes. lived with a boyfriend for a few years, and, uh, you know, they have a child, and that, you know, complicated a lot of things. And Yes. Um, so now she's raising her child by herself, and um, anyway, This is a different guy? I, I, just, I feel like she's making another mistake. I've, I've, I've asked her, I mean, I have mentioned your, um, like your singles group that, that meets on Fridays. Yes. Um, to, to try to encourage her to go and she sounded kind of interested, but you know, it's really far away, um, from where we live. We live really like, um, by, by like North Glen way up North Denver. And so going yes. all the way to Aurora is a little bit of a drive. That's a there. drive. Yes. And, 
for sure. Yeah. And so, you know, um, I, I, I just wish there was a, like another singles group in this area that she could, you know, start going to. I've tried to encourage her making friends with some Christian girls, the Christian sure. people that are around her age, but um, I haven't gotten anywhere. So anyway, where's huh. North Glen by? Is it, is North Glen by Westminster by Thor- or by Thornton? Yeah, it's Thornton. like the whole area. I mean, you you drive one one block one way, and you're in Broom, you're in uh, Broomfield. You drive the other okay. way, you're in Thornton, North Glen. I mean, it's the whole. So you know, I have a lot of friends up there. There's a there's a great church in Westminster with Pastor Jeff. It's called Calvary Westminster, and I was just okay. up with Kevin uh, as we were up in Boulder together. He's in Broomfield, uh, mm-hmm. and just a great um, thriving church. And there's another uh, fellowship called Legacy up in Thornton. But do um, they have? But do they have a singles group? Because I well, don't think she would attend them. like a church service. But she would go to some kind of like an evening thing where there was a bunch of singles that were going to gather, and she could learn about you know the word of God there sure. and stuff. No, I understand. Um, I I would say call call one of them and mm-hmm. ask them what they're doing. Um, and I'm not sure like what they might be doing, whether it's young adults, whether it's singles, whether it's just a gathering where she could be around like minded people, um, mm-hmm. but. It would be worth it would be worth a shot, and I think, I think that one of the one of the things that you're you're already coming to terms with is that you've got to let your daughter make her decisions. <laughs> yeah, <You know? laughs> she's been doing that really, for years. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I, I believe you, and and so did I. You know, and I. So you're talking to a a young man. Well, I'm not so young anymore, but you're talking to someone that that broke his parents' hearts until he was 23. And basically mm-hmm. broke everyone's heart that ever cared for me. Um, and God was able to get through without any group, without any... It was just the pure, simple teaching of the Bible at the right time, at the right place. Was you know It was God's appointment for me. And there's an mm-hmm. appointment that God has for your daughter as well. And I see that it, she's really lonely, and she would. She doesn't have a lot of friends. All she does is go to work, come home, sleep, you know, take care of her child. And and she she longs for for companionship to ha- you know because her like her boyfriend lives in another state too so she doesn't see him um, very often and um, so that's you know where she yeah. needs to connect she would like to connect with somebody I'm, she would like that I you know sure. I think she would be open to going to some kind of an evening thing you know. Yeah, well, go ahead and call call one of those, whatever one is closest to you. And there's a list on our mm-hmm. website at gracefm.com of churches that we recommend in various parts of the of Colorado. And um, click through and see if any any of them, you know, just pray with them and see how God might want to use um, one of the local churches. I mean, of course, Calvaries aren't the only churches, uh, in, so I'm yeah. sure there's some other churches up in the area that would have mm-hmm. good gatherings of believers um, that would come together and ha- be like-minded in seeking the Lord. But you know, sometimes people and singles groups aren't the the. You you got to be careful and just walk in wisdom. And she's in invul- she's vulnerable. So uh, being lonely and and just really reaping what she's sown, she's very vulnerable. And what what she needs is to repent. I know you know that, but maybe she's mm-hmm. listening, or you could have her listen. I'm say what she needs is to repent and get her life right with the Lord. Um, that's it. 
Meet, even meeting another believer um, isn't necessarily her answer. What she needs is to get right with the Lord. So let's pray for that. Okay. So, Father, I pray, God, for Katie's daughter. Um, I think she represents many daughters and sons that have strayed away from the way they, they were raised, um, maybe strayed away as prodigals, maybe never, ever surrendered their life to you to begin with. And I pray for them, God. You know, I pray for the moms as I'm talking to Katie who have a heart for their kids and just want to see uh, you work in them in a mighty way and we'll do whatever it takes um, to help them. And so I pray that your strength uh, and your grace and your mercy will be felt and known in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, Katie, you hear the music. We got to go. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. This comes up to the uh, beginning the end of the first half. We'll be right back on Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back everyone to Calvary Live. I'm always surprised I don't know why, but I'm always surprised by the quickness of how fast each segment goes. We only have two segments. Uh, we <clears throat> we take the we take the calls straight straight through, so we can have good conversations. But man, it goes by so fast, so fast. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Here's a text that came through. Legacy Christian Fellowship has a weekly meeting for young college age group. Uh, so that's Legacy Christian Fellowship. Uh, Pastor John Nunnally. So Katie, if you're still listening, that's up in the North Glen area uh, in Thornton, and Pastor John has a teaching program on Grace FM. Just a great man of God, and God's doing great work in that area. Um, so Legacy does have a weekly meeting for young college-age group. I also want to take the opportunity for this second half of the program uh, to acknowledge the grief and pain of the families associated with the shooting that took place in Boulder, Colorado, uh, this last couple of days. Just another senseless, evil tragedy Uh, happening where innocent lives were taken for absolutely senseless. It's just unbelievable. And uh, I'm going to ask you, if you have your notes, you know, you're jotting down notes, I want to ask you to personally pray for Calvary and Broomfield. They also have a ministry outreach in Boulder that they've had for many, many years. Pastor Kevin is his name. Kevin also has a radio broadcast uh, here on the Grace FM, but Kevin and I and Kevin and his wife Ashley is um, have been friends since they moved here to Colorado to plant the church, and they're doing such an amazing job all throughout the Boulder Valley. Calvary Broomfield, um, they too are on our list at gracefm.com. Please pray for Kevin. We were up with Kevin and his team uh, as a pastoral staff this last Tuesday um, to pray with people at the at the at King, at, it's uh, for you guys in Colorado. You already know King Supers, but anyone outside of Colorado, that's our our local Kroger uh, supermarket. Um, we only have two main supermarkets, really three: um, Safeway, King Supers, 
um, we have uh, Sprouts and probably Whole Foods, so maybe four, but um, the two chains, King Supers, I know it sounds kind of weird, um, but it is a supermarket um, and a Kroger supermarket. And, and so we were up there with, it was freezing cold and snowing, but I was just so blessed. I, I was able to talk to a couple people. Um, you know, we unfortunately had a lot of ministry going on here in Aurora after the theater shooting. And it, we just knew that we couldn't do anything if we weren't there. So we hopped in a, in a van. And as soon as I heard about it, I was in California and uh, hopped a plane uh, and come, came home. We were already scheduled. Um, and I connected with our admin pastor Everett. And I said, let's get the guys together. Let's head out in the morning. Um, and so we spent the day there Tuesday um, just ministering to people. We connected with the Billy Graham uh, rapid response team. They're just such a great group of people. Uh, and, um, you know, everyone got to minister to a couple people. It was really raw moments and very difficult. It was quiet, uh, a lot of flowers, a lot of memorial things. There was some open weeping. There was some wailing. Um, it's just hard. And it opened up a lot of traumatic wounds, whether it goes back to Columbine or down to the shooting down at New Life in the Springs, you know, or the Aurora Theater shooting. It's just very hard. So we want to pray for those that that are grieving and those that had open wounds um, uh, in a moment. And, you know, an officer was lost, and Officer Tally. I was reading today uh, that they when they arrested the suspect, they put him in the handcuffs uh, that belonged to Officer Tally. And I thought, wow. Um, you know, and I know there's going to be so many people that wanting to co-op this opportunity for their different agendas and different opinions. And and um, and it's it's really too bad because we need to stick to that bridge of pain and hurt and grief and the gospel. And there's there's a lot of things, I'm sure, that can be spoken of within the reality of our culture and society, and there are opinions and such. But we, our opinion has been, as believers, our opinion is formed by the gospel. Our opinion needs to be formed by the word of God. And our opinion needs to be gospel-soaked. Uh, and it needs to drip with the blood of Jesus Christ. Um, it's so hard. So, Father, we do pray for our state, for the community in uh, Boulder, everyone that had these triggers of trauma uh, from this, uh, and then going forward, the, the triggers of trauma. It just reminds us of how brief life is. It reminds us of how fragile life is. <clears throat> and it reminds us of um, our desperate need for the surety that comes by faith in you, Lord. So I pray that over our state, over the families in Boulder, over our listeners, uh, and and we ask for your mercy, God, until you return. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to go off with that in mind to Denver. Samuel is on line three. Samuel, welcome to the program. Hello. You're on the air, Sam. Hello, Pastor Ed. Hello. Yeah, I'm just asking for prayer request. Um, okay. There, there's been really good friend of mine she passed away at the end of last month and there's just been this huge divide between two sides of the family and just been a 
lot going on, a lot of a lot of division, a lot of battle and stuff. And I've been kind of like a intermediator in the middle of it, and just yes, I, I the, the family's really hurting, especially the mom and the dad, and mm. they're just. Um, she was very young. She was only 29, and it was sudden. Oh, I'm so sorry. He, yeah, it's there. There's question about it potentially being a drug use thing, but it's something. Yeah. There's an investigation, but I don't know. It's possible. It just could have been a health issue, and nobody knows for certain at this point. Right. Um, but you know, she she left behind a little one who's been been a little miracle uh, for yeah. her, and you know, she really loved her son, and just the. It just, it's been a difficult time on it because I'm in the middle of this and it's it's a strange thing because at the same time there's this hurt and this brokenness. The, the, there's also like the supernatural peace. I know yes. without a doubt that she's with Jesus. But mm. walking through this, all the stuff afterwards and just all the difficulties that are going through it, it, uh, you know, it's, it's a difficult road to walk. And in a lot of ways, there's some other stuff going on too in my life. And it just feels like I'm in this time and season where God's taken a bunch of stuff away from me. But I know in time, whatever he's taking away is going to be replaced by something better, but it still hurts walking through it. No, it does. It, it's very challenging. You know, it's, um, uh, death uh, is just a divisive enemy. And when there are families separated and people just taking, you know, putting their uh, feet down and not willing to budge. And then there, when there's a baby or child involved and there's, you know, it's, it's super challenging. And um, one of the things I, I'm reminded of uh, about situations like this is that I don't have to, and neither you don't have to actively engage in all the drama and difficulty. Um, I'm reminded of that time. And when Jesus, um, he said, it, it says of Jesus that he didn't commit himself to anyone because he knew all hearts. And while we don't know all hearts, we can discern the heart of someone by what they say and how they act. And there's just some kind of behavior that we don't have to commit ourselves to. We can trust the Lord with it. We can back off. You know, when I hear you being the intermediary, you know, you can only be an intermediary intermediary up to a point. And uh, I was reminded, too, of Joshua when, you know, he's, a, he's all overwhelmed and he's about ready to lead the nation into the promised land. And then an, the angel of the Lord shows up before him, and, and he asked the angel of the Lord, who are you for? And the answer was, no, I'm not on anybody's side. I come on behalf of God, and I know that as you abide in Christ, you'll be able to gain the wisdom and the strength that you need to navigate this difficult time. On top of your own grief, because you're also grieving upon grief, um, but I, I think the Lord wanted you to call today so that you could hear that you have permission not to be involved in all this drama. Um, people grieve differently. Uh, people do things differently. They respond differently. Sometimes they can be just so nasty and mean-spirited. And, and 
you know, who are we? We, I don't know what's going on in their hearts. I don't know what, I don't know what's happening. Um, I just have to commit them to the Lord. And in, and in my life and in your life, you have to trust and just go forward. And you don't have to be the intermediary if the Lord releases you from that. So, Father, I pray for my friend Sam. I know he's got a lot on his mind, a lot of hurt and a pain and difficulty, and he just feels torn by both sides. And I pray, God, that you would help him choose not one side or the other, but to choose to abide in you. And I know in that place of abiding is where great wisdom comes from, where great strength comes from. I know that place of abiding is where you reveal yourself in wonderful ways and I know that truly, God, you will give my brother the strength that he needs in order to walk through this very challenging time. I pray for this this young child, Lord, that that he or she too doesn't get caught in the middle, that that their family doesn't use this child for their own purpose, their own motives, but rather, God, there would be a a, a revelation of your heart and your life and your love to be poured out and your word says love covers a multitude of sins and so we pray that into this situation in Jesus name amen amen yeah I'm hoping to come out and bring as much of the family as I can on Saturday if they can make it so hopefully come out and see you guys for Saturday service well I'd love to I'd love to pray with you in person all right. Well, thank you, Ed. I appreciate it. I always do. Okay. God bless you, brother. God bless you. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's really the underbelly of um, death and memorials and funerals and wills. And uh, it's there's m- much more to it than the outward grief. And And maybe you're listening right now, and the Lord is just reminding you and acknowledging to you that you're not forgotten either. And that through Sam's testimony, you know that there could be ongoing drama from the loss of a loved one and that, that people just don't get it. They just don't want to comfort and encourage. They don't want, they want to make things worse and make things harder. And that I can tell you right now, that is not from the Lord. That is not his desire. Even today, as I was putting together our Palm Sunday message today, it, it's it's one of the two times in Luke chapter 19 where we read Jesus weeping. One was over the city of Jerusalem, but the other time was at the death of Lazarus and just the brokenness that death brought to our Savior and, and how Jesus gives us the model of how to bring hope and encouragement in the midst of death, not to take advantage of it, not to hide your own uh, sinfulness by attacking others or by... Um, other stuff, you know, it's you guys, we could dedicate a whole program to the difficulties that have arisen through people's behavior after death. It's just, it's just sin. And, uh, we're grateful that we can abide in Christ. That's the safest place to be is to be abiding in Christ. All right, let's move over to Denver, Colorado. Anastasia's on the, on the line. Anastasia, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Thank you. You're um, welcome. I, ha- I had a question and uh, possibly a prayer request if we have time. My question okay. was about the Book of Life. 
I was just yes. wondering um, if you know, based off Scripture, if the Book of Life is already um, completed, because God knows who's going to be born and who's going to repent and who's not, or if um, it's continuously being written, or if somebody can be written in the Book of Life and taken out. Just, yeah, that's a great I, question. That there's been debate on that from the beginning, and there's basically two point two views of that. One is that God is ongoing, writing the names uh, of people that are saved um, that along the way, and uh, and the other view is that everybody's names in the Book of Life and those that don't believe get blotted out. Um, I, I do agree with the way that you handled the understanding of the character and nature of God. That the the book. It could already be completed uh, where because of God's foreknowledge and his sovereign purposes that names could be in there that we don't we don't know that they're only reserved for him uh, and that those that are in there will not be blotted out because um, they're going to overcome and they're going to they're going to finish the race that God had for them. Uh, But we aren't told for sure. Right. I I was just my dad. um my dad was a true believer for 30 years. Um, the problem was the leaders that he was associated with, they were Christian, but they weren't really Christian. They made them do really bad things, and um, now he doesn't believe at all, and I'm just hoping that he, he really, truly, truly believed, and uh, I hope he comes back. Um, but I, I was just wondering if somebody's name maybe can t- be taken out but then written back in, or if they, once they're written in, they're they're saved. Well, that's a good that's a good question in terms of somebody's salvation. So, a person that professes to be a believer isn't necessarily a believer. And one of the ways that we learn that is by how they behave and how they how they how they respond and how they live their life. Um, because just saying I believe isn't enough, right? We we need to be born again. And, and so a person that's wandering around could be saved, they could be a prodigal, or they couldn't be saved at all. So we don't know. We don't know. So the good news is, is we just, if they say they're a believer, we'll treat them like a believer. If they're acting like an unbeliever, we'll treat them like an unbeliever, and we'll call them back to faith and repentance in the Lord and trust that God is going to do exactly what, he's going to be fair, he's going to be just, and he's going to do exactly what he promised in everyone's life. Okay. Thank you so much, Pastor Ed. Um, You're welcome. I, I was just wondering if we have time, if you can pray for my for my dad and uh, yes, for my dad and my mom. Okay. And and what's your dad's name? Uh, his name is Sean. So, Father, we lift up Sean to you right now, God, that you would bring about a full, complete restoration of his life to you. I pray, God, that you would get behind all the emotions and the feelings and all the things that are blinding and holding back and bring about a fullness of restoration. I pray for Sean's wife, Lord, and uh, Anastasia's mom. This family is just under great attack, under great pain, um, under under great difficulty. Um, that God, you would you would miraculously immediately work, and we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. It's um, just so, so challenging. Very, very difficult.
We're going to come back to Denver in line one. Uh, Doc is on the line. Doc, welcome to the program. Thanks, Pastor. What can I do for you, Doc? <laughs> well, I'm sorry for getting emotional right away, but uh, I'm asking for prayer. Uh, about 15 months ago, I woke up in the hospital as a paraplegic. Mm. And uh, I've been dealing with adapting yes. to a whole new life. It's like I'm living somebody else's life. Oh, and man. I'm asking the Lord to uh, restore at least some of my, uh, my bodily functions so that I can function and yes. get around. Because yes. I still want to serve Him and I want to glorify Him even in this yes. position. I'm so sorry, Doc. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for my friend Doc as he's woke, awakened to this new condition in his life. And we pray for healing, God, for the nerves to be, um, for the whatever's causing the paraplegia, Lord, whatever it is that is not allowing all the mechanisms of his body to work, we pray for healing, God. We know that you can touch. We know you can restore we know, God, as much as we would pray for a headache to go away, we also pray, God, that you would touch my brother's body. And, and he asked that and is desperate for that. And I also request, God, for that needed um, uh, anointing of grace for Doc to face this new spiritual challenge and physical challenge and emotional challenge. Um, I pray, God, that even as he is today, right now, his strength comes from you. His hope comes from you. And I pray, Lord, that um, you would help him to grow in grace uh, and be strengthened through this trial. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate it so much. Okay. Stay in touch with us, Doc. I will. I will. I okay. promise. Okay, thank you. You, you have been... Uh, a great blessing to me through the years. And I oh. just want to say thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, I received a text here. Could you re please, please repeat the names of the families who lost loved ones this past week, especially the families with ALS? So, so I'm, I think that's a, that's a great request. Let me, let me repeat the names of the families I prayed for. That's the Martin family. Uh, Steve battled with ALS for six years, um, and he recently passed away. And the Witherspoon family, um, they have the memorial this week uh, at our church. And the Mantelli family, um, Mike just recently went home uh, to be with the Lord after a valiant battle with cancer as well. Uh, and so uh, those are the names. And let me just read the names of those that lost their life uh, in Boulder as well. I thank you for texting me this. Denny Strong was 20. Nevin Stanisic was 23. Ricky Olds was 25. Trelona Bart Kowick was 49. Suzanne Fountain was 59. Eric Talley was 51. Terry Liker was 51. Kevin Mahoney was 61. Lynn Murray 
was 62, and Jody Waters was 65. Uh, and so those are the families that are on our hearts and minds. Of course, there are many others, uh, many, many others. Um, I'm, I'm finding that the uh, pool of bittersweetness uh, is filled with so much pain. I think right away of a couple of families were praying for their prodigal kids. I pray, I, I can think of a few families that are finding out um, that their marriage didn't isn't going to make it. I'm thinking of a man that wants to run his business and uh, desires over here in Lakewood, Colorado, um, just wants to express himself artistically through baking, uh, but is being incessantly sued um, by people because he doesn't agree with their lifestyle. Um, you know, I know all these things are political and they, we get caught up in the politics of it, but I'm, I'm asking, I'm begging you, wherever you're listening to me, I'm begging you to look past the politics, to get behind that, that one little wall there and get to the person, the person, the, the, the weight that they carry, the shoulders that weren't designed to carry. And, you know, we need to pray that they would cast their cares upon him because he cares. It's the same for you. I know that there are situations in your life that we could easily get caught up in, and it's because of this, and it's because of that, and it's be, and it's true. But if we can get behind that and get to you, the person, that's where the Holy Spirit's going to touch you. That's where the Holy Spirit's going to encourage you. That's where the Holy Spirit's going to overwhelm you with his presence and his love and his care and his concern. That's where you're going to find strength and help and hope in your time of need. And I just think the church... We as the church have a great open door before us. Remember what Jesus said uh, to the church in Philadelphia? Uh, that gets interpreted a lot of different ways, uh, but but let's just read it for what it is. Uh, let's read it and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us. Let me turn. Let me get over to that in Revelation chapter two. Um, he tells the church in, or excuse me, in chapter three, he tells the church in Philadelphia, and this is so it's so amazing. Um, he says. I know your works, see, or, or these things says he was holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. I know your works, see, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it, for you have a little strength, and you kept my word, and you not denied my name. Indeed, I'll make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but they lie. Indeed, I'll make them come and worship before your feet. And to know that I have loved you because you kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trouble that will come upon the world to test the whole, those who dwell on the earth. And just think of that. God says it to this last church, the church in Philadelphia, to the last day's church, I have opened a door for you. Could, could it be that the open door in the last days is the door of evangelism through ministering to those in pain? Could it be it's the open door of evangelism to bring the truth into confusing situations? Could it be not a political banner, not a trying to save a country or a nation? You you got to understand if the gospel you have in the U.S. today, whatever gospel you you whatever you call the gospel here in the U.S., if you can't take it to India into the slums of India, it's not the gospel. It, whatever gospel you're holding on today, wherever your energy, if you can't take it like we did for many years to the slums of Cairo, Egypt, it's not the gospel. 
It's not the gospel is universal. And the gospel is simply this that because of your sins, God loved you and sent his son Jesus Christ to die for you, that he might rescue you. It's we're coming up on Palm Sunday, and even in the presence of Jesus, they didn't get it. They thought Jesus came back to overthrow Rome. They thought Jesus came back to establish a kingdom and overthrow the yoke of Rome and the Jews would have life forever and the kingdom would start. No, Jesus didn't come to overthrow the government. He Not his first coming. He came to overthrow the reign of sin and death. That's why he came. And I think Jesus is still being misunderstood today. Oh, you know, and spare me the emails and the texts, would you? It's not a gospel that's woke. It's not a gospel that is the um, watered down. It's not a social message gospel. It's not a liberal gospel. It is the gospel that values people and loves our neighbor and and ministers. And let me just say this one last thing: if you're here in Colorado, you have permission and freedom to go to Boulder and pray with people in Jesus' name. You have permission. Um, you can go up and, and pay your respects. You can go up and, and put uh, flowers. You can go up and minister to people. You, you don't need a church or a ministry to do it. You can go up and do it. You can go to your neighbor when you hear that they've lost someone. You can minister at the rescue mission. You can go to the uh, homeless shelter. You can go to the, uh, the, the um, crisis pregnancy center. You can go. You have permission. Let's do it, church. Let's go. Let's be the church. Can't wait to be with you this weekend. I had, took a weekend off, but I'm back. Can't wait to be there. Calvaryco.church. Love you guys. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.